Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. It's time for a new episode of Kings of the Podcast. Introducing your host, the Mayor, John Hovan, and DP, Dennis Bernstein. Buckle up, here we go! Welcome back, Kings of the Podcast, episode 21, DB, but uh, I think the Kings crapped out tonight. It was not, it was <laughs> not, it was not Blackjack here at the Staples Center. It wasn't, but... Since we're on the gambling tip, minus one and a half, plus 175, I had the Oilers. Okay. That's a win. That's okay. a good night for DB. Now, in context, the reason I was – I never online gamble, but I was sure that Deontay Wilder was going to win last night. So I put a, I put a little money in the oh, <laughs> Terrible. Okay. I wound up rooting for Tyson Fury. So I had a, but I didn't go all in. Okay. Got a little left over. I'm like, oh, one and a half. Great. Three nothing. Five minutes left in the second. No problem. Thanks, Kobe and Brownie. Great. Thanks. Make me sweat at the end. Open net go. Uh, entry net go. I, I cashed in. I cashed a ticket. So, Well, if you're still yeah. looking to place your late bets, DB, I yeah. had a, a doozy of a tweet you earlier did. tonight. Tell us, John. Uh, the people wanted to know what's going on with Jeff Carter tomorrow with the trade deadline. And uh, according to the book at Mayor's Manor, I have Starbucks at plus 350. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good afternoon frappuccino, right? <laughs> And uh, at what the else? beach, minus 1,200. Yep. Yeah, but on a plane is off the board. So that's not happening, you mean, people. John, not three or four teams are interested? There, well, if by three or four you mean zero. There are zero teams interested in calling on Jeff Carter, and that's <laughs> fine. And I'm not, I'm not here to diss Jeff Carter because I, I'm on record. I've said this numerous times. I thought over the first half of the season he was arguably the best player, if not one of yeah. the two or three best players on the team. Great start to the season. The best we've seen from Carter in quite some time. And again, if I was a team, I would happily take a flyer on Jeff Carter because you're really getting him at 50 cents on the dollar. But that's neither here nor there. With the trade deadline approaching, most people will be listening to this, Dennis, with a couple hours to go or even maybe even after the trade deadline on Monday. And really what the Kings are looking at is is really two players. All eyes and attention right now, I believe, um, focused on number 22, Trevor Lewis, and 24, Derek Forbert. Agreed. I'll start on defense. I, I'm worried. I don't know if Forbert, honestly, can pass a physical. He's been, you know, he's had back issues. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to find out. But I also believe that a team should be interested in Derek Forbert. He's a great depth defenseman. There's nothing wrong with his game as a five, six, seventh defenseman. Right. His contract is favorable, not only from a cap perspective this year, but he's a UFA. So big deal. You it's give up no a fourth risk. or fifth round draft pick, throw some crazy conditions on there. You know, if he does 20 jumping jacks in a 7-Eleven at midnight, then you bump him up around. No, yeah, you now, didn't even laugh. You don't like that condition? No, no, no. That was I a do. Good, that was I think a, good it's a great condition. condition and I, I agree with you, John. <laughs> now, now, I've heard that Dallas was interested. And of course, all the star fans got crazy on me on Twitter because they have, you know, six healthy defensemen. But what they don't understand, and talking to Alan Walsh 
between periods here, um, the great super agent um, at Octagon. I love Walsh. Ta- Tampa Bay just signed Bogosian. They're going to have they have three players on the injured uh, on the injured list: Ruda, McDonough, and I think Chernak. So they're going to have nine defensemen after. Like, who cares? Anybody who thinks that they have enough healthy defensemen yeah, right, going into John. the playoffs obviously has never watched uh, either any or very much. Playoff hockey, hockey because at all. Yeah, right. you can never have enough healthy. It doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's healthy right now. It's a, it's an insurance policy for a team. So I wouldn't shock the I wouldn't be shocked if he wound up in Dallas. And you know, we were set to forward decision. I think the assumption is that he's going to leave after tomorrow. But yeah. I agree with you. It's a question of health. And with you know Trevor Lewis, we heard the caps, but now um, no, you start with Trevor Lewis. Uh, well. I don't know if the Caps are still in it because of They're the move not. they made today with Montreal, right? And uh, But here's the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lewis, it, it, it's nothing new. We've said it over and over. It's a Swiss Army knife. The guy plays the wing. He plays center. He plays third line. He plays fourth line. He kills penalties. Yeah. I was uh, listening back to our podcast from Colorado Springs, and I love it when Panyota, we put him on the spot. He said, I'm not going to tell you guys who Trevor Lewis is. We said, yeah, please do. Tell us who Trevor Lewis is. He said he's a bottom six forward who's good at killing penalties. Yeah. I guess the book is out on Trevor Lewis. Everybody knows what he's Absolutely. capable of. Yeah. Um, so, look, yeah, Trevor Lewis, it'll be, you know, like all of these deals that have gone down recently, DB. Mm-hmm. Kyle Clifford, tough to see him go. Yes. Part of the cup years in Los Angeles. Tyler Toffoli, tough to see him go. Uh, and, you know, now you're looking at Trevor Lewis. You know, Alec Martinez is already gone. The page has turned. And yes. up until now, I firmly believe Rob Blake has done a great job in the deals that he's made in these trades, going all the way back to the Jake Muzzin deal, getting three assets, what he's been able to do here over the last month. And I'm confident that he'll, uh, whatever happens on Monday, it'll be for the betterment yeah. of the franchise. And it's already time to start looking forward. Gabe Velarde's here, DB. Yeah, it's a little, look, there's a few more assets that'll come in. If you can combine them, and we'll probably do with those assets. He'll probably try to couple them like he's done and try to move up spots in the draft when we get to June in Montreal. Uh, but Gabe Velarde's here. You know, Gabe had a great start. Now uh, Gabe's learning back-to-back Nathan McKinnon, um, Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl. It's not going to be a walk. And I asked Todd about that before the game, and he's like, oh, you know, he's getting thrown in the deep end. Sure. Sid Crosby and Geno Malkin coming on Wednesday. They've got a tough, tough schedule going forward, but he's acquitted himself well. But people, you know, people can't anoint him yet, right? It's going to take time. It's a nice start. He looks like he fits in there. I'm not sure who's going to his wingers will ultimately be, but you could certainly see the skill and talent, John. I well, think. I can tell you who one of his wingers is going to be. Go ahead. It's Martin Furk. They have a special kind of relationship. That's okay. That's McDavid and Dreisaitl on a on a lighter note there. But I'll yeah, tell you what, yeah, DB. Please, I don't want to put you to sleep, but I do have to get into this because yeah, go ahead. it's hard to put context around things on Twitter when there are. So few characters. So let's talk a little bit about this whole thing that was going on on Twitter today and try to explain it to people and break it down about. Okay, so let's start with this. If you want to be on an AHL playoff roster, if you want to be part of the Calder Cup playoffs, which, of course, if you're the Ontario Reign, you are trying to make the playoffs. And the Kings want their young players to have that experience there in Ontario this year because L.A. obviously is not making the playoffs. Right. So here's the deal. If you want to be on the playoff roster, you must be on the AHL uh, roster, regular season roster, tomorrow afternoon. If you're not on the roster tomorrow afternoon, you're not eligible. Right. That's a longstanding rule. So a lot of times what you see are these so-called paper, paper transactions you know where a, a, a player would go down tomorrow, come back up the next day, but because they were on the roster yesterday, or excuse me, yesterday, because they were on the roster tomorrow, they are able to play in the playoffs. Right. So tomorrow the Kings are sending down uh, I tweeted this out earlier today. Cal Peterson is going down. Gabe Velarde is going down. 
We'll get a hundred different people tweeting us asking <laughs> us if, if he's coming back up. What's right. going on? Both of them will be coming back up. They're only going down tomorrow on paper so that they're eligible for the playoffs should Ontario make it. That's a, those are pretty straightforward transactions because those two players throughout the season could go up and down uh, and they're waiver exempt. Right, so exactly. it's not a problem. Games in the right. right. Martin Furk, a little bit of a different example. Yes. So this player in Furk, he was sent down he, uh, after he cleared waivers around October 1st. It was a couple days before, but basically at the end of training camp. So he clears waivers. If a player clear that re- that is uh, that requires waivers like right. Ferk goes down after clearing, you're allowed to bring the player back up to the NHL level, and he can play ten games and th- uh, can be on the roster for thirty days before he needs to get waivers again. So we see this every once in a while. We right. saw it with Ferk this year, for example. Ferk was called up, I believe, in December, came up for a couple games, and then Went was immediately down. sent back down. He didn't need waivers again. Correct. Because he had not hit his 10 games or 30 days. Right. Tonight was an interesting game because tonight was game 10. Right. And I will say, I will apologize. I had always, uh, was always of the assumption it was 10 games or Four. 30 days. Right. And so I was like, wait a minute. I think that Ferk tonight would have to be scratched because they would probably plan on sending him down tomorrow. And then he would, the 10-game threshold would right. be susceptible to waivers. Yeah. And, and so then it's like, no, uh, you, in, in talking to McClellan, it was like, wait, he's in the lineup. Okay, well, if they let him play his 10th game, then he's not going to be on waivers. I mean, excuse me, he's not going to go down tomorrow on paper because you would risk putting him on waivers. Bottom line is this has all been straightened out. Checked in with management later in the afternoon before the game today. Received clarification. It does uh, not only appear, it is the plan. Martin Furk is basically up at this from this point forward. So he's not playing for Ontario in the playoffs. He's expected to remain with the Kings the remainder of this season. Really? Yeah, they don't oh. want to expose him to waivers. Okay. So he's, he's, he's here for the balance of the season. And then, of course, he recently signed his new two-year contract. Uh, and he will be with the LA Kings on the main roster. So we've talked all season, DB, about the need to get some of these bridge players, right. guys who are not 18, 19, 20 years old, and also guys who aren't 34 years old, Correct. but these, these mid-age uh, players, and then keep them on the roster for there's the next one. two years. There's one. Right. So you have one. Could Ben Hutton be another one, possibly on defense? Remains to be seen. Right. But I want to give you a little breaking Gabe Velarde news. Please. As part of my uh, uh, due diligence, I guess you would call it, or investigating all of this Martin Furk stuff, came across some interesting Gabe Velarde news. There has been a slight change in thinking. Up until now, the original plan was for Mr. Velarde to play five to eight games here over the balance of the season. Okay. Maybe give him a taste of five to eight games here in the month of March and then get him back, back to Ontario okay. and help get that team in the playoffs. Now there seems to be an appetite for possibly, maybe, leaving him in, Ontario, uh, leaving him in L.A. for the balance of the season. Really? They like what they've seen. All the reports were good here. This is three games and four nights. Right. No health, health issues. issues. Everything's right. fine. Key. He's... Um, Certainly doesn't seem to be overmatched. Uh, overmatched, right. yes, having any sort of issues or anything. So we'll have to see how it plays out here over the next week or so. You also have to keep an eye on Ontario because they are in a dogfight yeah. to make the playoffs. So at, at some point, even though you like Gabe in L.A., you might need Gabe yeah. <laughs> down in Ontario just to provide some offense because he certainly was the catalyst for much of their offense. Uh, when Although they went on with this great, Firk up here, then with Firk and with Velarde up here, it causes yeah. real problems yeah. for the Ontario offense. They need some guys to step up. They did lose today to the San Jose Barracuda as well, and um, uh, lost in overtime on Friday night. So, uh, you know, and that's coming off of a stretch where they were like ten one and two or ten two and one or something. Just a great thirteen game run. 
Uh, of course, Gabe was there for the majority so of that. So I have a question for you, hypothetical. Yeah. So let's say Lewis and um, Fulbert move tomorrow. Who's going to take their spots on the roster? Who's going to come up? Well, here's the other thing, too. Yeah. Remember this. This is where it gets so tricky this time yeah. of the year. Yeah. Once the trade deadline is over, you only get four American League call-ups. Ups. And the Kings are going to burn two of those right off the bat when they recall Velarde and recall Peterson. Right. On Tuesday, let's just call it. Sure, okay? sure. So right. now, now they only have two left. Teams typically hold on to the fourth one till about the last week in the season just to make sure, mm-hmm. right? And once they get down to those final couple games, they go, okay, we're, we're in pretty good shape. We can afford now to call right. this other play. Because you don't want to call up, say, two forwards with your third and fourth one, and then later you need a defenseman. defenseman sure. right? Now there are some rules that if it's an injury, you can do an emergency thing, sure. but it just it gets a little tricky, right? So um, what are they going to do? I don't know, because uh, you look at this, uh, what's the guy, Tim, um, 59, the guy that just, from Vancouver. Shower. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, they put him on waivers yep. today, assuming that he will clear. clear. Yeah. Um, but if he clears tomorrow, right, yeah. they can get him back up before the trade deadline. Okay. And then maybe that doesn't count as one of the four. Yeah, but they need him They need him up. But wouldn't it be like Jad and Clegg? Well, normally, yes, you would yeah. think that those are going to be the third and fourth ones. Right. But if they if they don't do the trade and they get one of those guys up, oh, that's all, true. If they don't do it, it all depends on the timing. And that goes back to you talking about blocking players. What do you mean? Well, like by not trading? Oh, they serve as blockers. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, to, to get you want these players getting time, and if Lewis and Forbert are still here after the deadline, you're not going to. You can't, there's no more roster spots available. I'm, I'm yeah. less worried about the blockers this year than, than I would year. be about next year. Yeah, you don't want guys serving as blockers next year. But um, for this year, yeah, I do think that Lewis leaves. I do think that, uh, I do think that Forbert leaves. Um, I, look, if you're a team that's in the market for a bottom half forward or a bottom half defenseman, why would you not want one of those two players with the experience that they bring, yeah. with their inexpensive contracts, with their expiring contracts? Yep. You could do a lot worse, I'll tell you that. Agreed. Call it now, DB. Uh, who's going to be the biggest name? I'm going to take Chris Kreider off the board. Okay. Let's assume that he moves, but whether he does or doesn't is irrelevant in this question. Besides Chris Kreider, give me a big name that's going to move. Tyson Berry's not a big name, so try again. Henrik Lundqvist. Think so? Uh, that would be a fascinating. Yeah. Well, they're talking. Look, John, two games in a row, he's been a healthy scratch. Yeah, it is interesting, and and that player does not want to be in the press box. Yeah, I'm sure that's a, a, a source of embarrassment for him. Um, he was scratched in Carolina, and then he was scratched home today against San Jose. I, I, I can't fathom this player. If there's a deal out there to be made for a contender. That he wouldn't accept it at this point in time. I think the team wants to move on from him. I think he certainly doesn't want to put up with the stigma of being walking around a press box being Henrik Lundqvist. So I, I would think that's if they can find a way to do it. And there are teams that definitely need goaltending still. Uh, look what happened in Carolina <laughs> on on Saturday night. I don't think Kevin Ayers is the answer for uh, the Her- Carolina Hurricanes. So I would say that look, it's it's a I don't know. Shut down the the the, wow. uh, the oh, almighty boy. Maple Leafs. Wow, check so that per- for a heartbeat, right? <laughs> uh, but that would be the one big name I would say. Um, and certainly, I started a little of uh, you know I instigated a little bit because on, on on Friday on series on uh, TSN Montreal, I said you know uh, Barjavan was in Denver. Uh-huh. He says his 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 uh, daughter goes to see you or something like that. So uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's not what. so. He picked this year, this this time of year, to go visit his daughter uh, in Denver with Scott Mellonby. 
Like, no. Well, uh, maybe we're talking maybe. about Carrie Price. Maybe, maybe not. So I started a little bit of a house fire there. So that and we put that out quickly. So I, I would think that Lungus, because of so the So you're just moving around the goaltender wheel. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so it's not Carrie Price, so then it's, it's going to be Kevin. Henrik Lundqvist. It could be Henrik Lundqvist. Okay, it's not going to be Jonathan Quick either, at least no, not at the not trade now. deadline. Um, Arizona, to me, remains DB, one of the most fascinating teams to watch at the trade deadline. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do, especially with this recent surge from yeah. uh, from Vegas. And speaking of Vegas, DB, you know that I love talking about the expansion draft and yes, that terrible do, decision that the Anaheim Ducks made, <laughs> keeping Josh Manson at the expense of Shea Theodore. Tonight, uh, old Smythe Division barn burner down at the pond. It went uh, into overtime, and lo and behold, who scores the game-winning goal for Anaheim? None other than Shea Theodore. So they've how about won, that? I think they've won six in a row now. They, they need a goaltender. <laughs> they need a backup goal. They were 5-3 late in the third, and they wound up going to overtime, but... Against the almighty, powerful Anaheim Ducks this year. Exactly. So. I don't think Anaheim scored five goals in a game this year, have they? No, not yet. You, you know tonight. What, yeah, tonight. You know, another thing that we need to do, DB, yeah. is uh, we need to keep track of how many former Anaheim Ducks are on the trade deadline. Excuse me, are on the trade move yeah. uh, because you have all these guys, all these names that are out there, right? Right now, uh, as half of them are in New Jersey, but there are several <laughs> former Anaheim Ducks that, that uh, could potentially be moved. Here at the trade deadline. Absolutely. Well, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's a mess in Anaheim, to be honest with you. They, they, I, you know, the Kashe trade, they're supposed to get younger. I know they got a first-round pick for, you know, for taking a Bacchus contract, but if you thought Kashe was part of the future, he's 23 years old. I know he's some, some health issues, but it's... That's a weird trade for me. It's like, I like trade. the trade. I think the return was fine, yep. but I don't understand why you would move the player. So yeah. if, if you come to the decision that you're going to move the player, right. then the return is fine. But I don't understand why you would move the player when you look at what that team is trying to do and the fact that they have... Here's the thing. Here's the thing, DB. They came into the season really needing to sort out which of their young forwards were going to take a step forward. And, you know... Right. No pun pun intended. Agreed, John. And... And there were some assumptions made. And I don't believe that any of those young forwards have taken a step forward. I'm still high on all. I I like Max Comtois. I like Sam Steele. I've said this over and over. I like Sherwood. I like them all, right? Right. Troy Terry. I mean, you you go down the list. But which one of them has really defined their game and separated themselves from the pack this year? None. None. can't score goals. Okay, so then you're going to take the kid who has, at times, shown something. Yep. And you're going to move him for a first-round pick? And David backs his You know, I don't know. To me, that just... It's a weird trade. Like I said, the value is there in the return, but I don't understand why you move the player. They're far away from contending, John. Well, they are also because I don't believe they have defense, which is what I said all along. That if they, they if traded someone, all defense. Well, they did, and <laughs> half of them are back on the market again. Right. But, but the point was, and who knows, right? Get Sammy back, and you know, yeah, I, sure. he's a free agent, whatever. But the point is, uh, I thought that if they could get a couple of their, their young forwards to hit, then potentially you could package one to mm-hmm. get a D in return at some point. But... Uh, a year of being stuck in neutral or maybe even a year of regression would be the way that I would uh, sort of define the Anaheim kids at this point right now. Agreed. Totally agreed. They, they leveraged the rebuild on those kids, and they have not produced. But yeah. like I said, I, look, I'm willing to give them a mulligan this season. Sure. Say, Let's see what happens next season. But sure. right now, you can't be optimistic about what's going on in Anaheim. No, you can't. And uh, okay, so DB, let's uh, let's get back to the Kings. Uh, we, we know our, our listeners are, are predominantly LA Kings fans. This is Kings of the Podcast. So, uh, DB, a couple of other news uh, items from Twitter this week that people may have missed. Happy to report that the Kings did get NHL clearance and approval. If you go back in time about a month ago, I I was mentioning, I reported that uh, they're going to wear the Stadium Series jerseys for one game at home at Staples Center. That's going to be on Saturday, February 29th, 1 p.m., Kids Day game uh, against New Jersey. 
The big question was, are they going to be able to wear the chrome, chrome helmets? helmets. Yeah. Finally got approval this week. They will be fantastic. wearing those silver buckets here at that's the Staples Center. That, that's something to look forward to. It is. It's exciting. And yeah. then uh, if everything goes well, as I mentioned also, the plan is to wear those helmets next season as part of the silver jersey kit, which is their, their yeah. Saturday home mm-hmm. kit. That'll be pretty interesting. I thought those helmets looked really sharp. They were fantastic. Yeah. Had great look. Yep. They were great. Yep. Uh, what did you think of Quick's mask the other night, uh, Saturday yes, night? tribute with, mask. With the Rudy tribute. Yes, what did you think of that it. thing? Great. I, it, was a th- it was 90s night all the way. <laughs> Smelled like weed all over the arena with Snoop in the house. It was great. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, t- I, has there been a game this year that has not been a theme night? You no. Know, it seems like every game there's some sort They're of a theme to sell going on. Okay, to a last place team, John. Okay, That's all right. how it works. So very interesting and sobering timing. Lakers night, which was pre-scheduled yes. far in advance, happens to be tonight with the Kobe Bryant tribute uh, memorial service here tomorrow. Interesting timing there. Yep. Uh, sticking to the hockey side of things, though, I, I think we would be remiss, DB, to not address the Dustin Brown bobblehead. Yeah. Please, you start. That is the, allow me to start this. Yeah, please, that is sir. absolute disrespect to the greatest captain in franchise history, the man who led this team to two Stanley Cups and will have his number retired, hanging over in the, in the rafters over there to our left at some point when he retires. Uh, that does not look like Dustin Brown. That looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I'll say it. Um, when I saw it, I'm, I was... When they previewed it... Yeah, remember season, that? I'm like, WTF. <laughs> And still, I opened the box and I'm like, yeah, still WTF. Yeah, okay. I, I asked the player about that. I got, I did not get a comment. <laughs> I ran into the player's wife earlier yes, today. Yes, <laughs> I asked the player and the wife and didn't really get a comment. And uh, I, and when I sent them the photo of it, I said, "This is the greatest bobblehead of all time." It's the worst Kings bobblehead of all time. <laughs> and I did not get a response one way or the other. Okay, well, okay, so they their their sound speaks volumes, John. Look, I want to say this. Please. There is no better gift in sports, period, than bobbleheads. There is Agreed. nothing else that moves the needle in basketball, football, baseball, hockey, I, than the bobbleheads. I bobble smell heads. a butt coming. No, no, no. I'm saying everybody oh, okay. loves the bobbleheads. So I, I, give, I give the Kings organization credit for continuing to put out bobbleheads. We had, uh, we had many great bobbleheads in the past here in Los Angeles that I remember. We... Uh, the Drew Doughty Cowboy one. Oh, uh, the Drew Doughty was- Cowboy. We had the Kyle Clifford uh, yes. zombie one. You yeah, had you good. had the Ryan Smith bobblehead, yeah. which I hope that bobblehead, wherever it is, is safe, safe. somewhere today. Absolutely. You saw a Ryan Smith jersey in the stands tonight, John. You, you, like had, you couldn't resist. I, I, had to take a I photo and tweet I it. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder how many bodyguards that lady had to bring to the game in order to wear a Ryan Smith jersey. <laughs> no, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, right it's here, very dangerous. Especially in the Manhattan Bay. Beach. Yes, it is. <laughs> the mean streets of Manhattan Beach. Mean Street Posse needs to come back. That's where we go. Absolutely. Me and you, me and you. Uh, for sure. Cruiser and Hemrosa. Let's go. Uh, DB, there have been yep. a lot of great bobbleheads, a lot of uh, other great giveaways, but let's get back to this Kings uh, roster here. Yep. What, what are you liking, if anything, from this team? This is the first of the two sets of back-to-back games, Saturday night game last night, Sunday night game tonight. Did you like anything that you saw, regardless of the scoreboard? Well, they were checked into the ice last night. Even Todd said it. That, that was a, a really checking clinic by Colorado. A very different game than the uh, stadium series game. Um, the team doesn't quit, man. You know, 3 nothing. Look, I don't know what was going on with the defense in the second period, John. They gave up like 30. I, I, you, you, you had mentioned to me, I tweeted Connor 31. It was 31 goals. And you said they probably gave up 31 two-on-one breaks in the middle period. So 
I think that, and I tweeted it after the game, you know, I did my, my small, medium, and big picture. Like, he has to commission a study on why this team gets savaged in the second period. I mean, they've om- I think it's almost twice as many goals they- against than, they- than they've scored in the-, in the middle frame in this period. So um, nothing p- in particular. But, again, this, this team is not mailing it in. Got- Look, this would have been the perfect game. A back-to-back night. You're on the second of a back-to-back. Connor McDavid came back. You're down 3 nothing late in the second, and they made a game of it. So, to Absolutely me, did. That- that's my takeaway is that this team has not quit on Todd. They're- they understand the message. They're motivated by this, this coach. They do not quit on on the coach, and I think that's my biggest takeaway because, let's be real, there's just not enough good players here. There's not enough NHL talent on this team right now, uh, but at least they're giving their all and they're trying. We need, we need yeah. that on a button. Yeah. You can just hit, hit the just, button and it would be you saying there's not enough talent, they're just, waiting you know, for more finishers. Look, <laughs> I actually like Kempe's game, and they moved them up to play Hold with Hold on, wait a minute. What? Are we recording? Is this live? What yeah, did you say? There's a butt though. Oh, there's a butt. Okay. Yeah, of course. He all didn't right. score. I mean, he had chances, and that's 17 games in a row that he hasn't scored in. I mean, he hasn't had a goal in. That's just, to me, I mean, I get it, I understand it. I'm not sure what I follow did to get, you know, down, but maybe it's another situation where he struck goal with Toffoli. Yeah. Maybe, he get, maybe that gets Kepe going because he, he definitely got the opportunities. But it was weird. I looked up, I'm like, wait, what is nine doing yeah, out there with he, 11 yeah, and he, 23? He spun the wheel, Todd, tonight. He, the Todd father took out the wheel this tonight and said, wee, let's go. The Kepe, How did the up. wheel go? How did it go? Wee. <laughs> All right, DB, look, yeah. the team didn't quit on Todd, but I'm quitting on you right now okay. only because we need to wrap this up and get to the second period. It's been Beautiful. an all-star night so far at intermission. We, uh, we saw our good buddies. We saw Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records. Yeah, we had Greg Hedson night. down there. Uh, we had Alan, Alan Walsh, Walsh down there. It was fantastic. Corner. It was Drew Solomon. Fabulous time at Fans intermission during come the by. game. Yep. And now we're going to uh, head off to the second period, DB. Special guest coming in. This guy, Matt, has been to 31 arenas or is going to 31 arenas in 31 days. Amazing. I teased up his appearance uh, when we did the, the pod in Colorado. Yes. We'll be back in a few minutes for the second period with Matt and talk about his adventures. All right, welcome back. Second period, Kings of the Podcast. And guys, this is an exciting one. Yep. We have Matt and Tim here, DB. These two crazy nut jobs, they're going to 31 <laughs> games in 31 days. That's a lot of buildings around the NHL. Right. You can follow their adventures on Instagram. First of all, let me get this plug in there. It's at 31 and 31. You can also go to 31arenas.com. I'll try to pimp that out at the end as well because you can pick up the VG, the Violent Gentleman. Uh, they have the sweatshirt. They have a T-shirt. Shirt, right? Yeah. This, is, this show is like officially, unofficially, officially, unofficially Connor. sponsored by Violent Gentlemen. It is. Hammer's on every, you know, a couple of weeks now. I think we yeah. have him coming up again, uh, what, probably March 14th, the next Ducks game. Right. And uh, We don't get a check, but it's okay. Well, that's okay. well there's plenty of free swag, though. So okay, that, that's, that's true. We don't he have offered a you a flannel the last <laughs> no, no, no. game when he, you turned it down. He got my address and, and me and PJ's <laughs> okay. sizes. So something's yeah, going right. to get one of flannels. Okay, all right. Exactly. And remember, at the wedding, you have to wear a VG. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the rules. Mandatory. Okay, enough about Hammer. Let's get back to you guys. Matt, Tim, uh, Matt, you're from Nashville. Tim, you're from Columbus. That's we'll, true. St- we'll start with the obvious question. What in the world made you guys want to go to 31? I mean, I want to go to all 31 arenas. I'm, I have all but like four to go, but 
I'm doing it over like a course of many years. 31 um, years. Yeah, something like that. What in the world made you want to do 31 arenas in 31 days? Yeah, so I'm actually, I was in the same spot you were. I had like three or four to go. Yeah. And um, I'm just a huge, huge hockey fan. Like, everybody gives me trouble because they're always like, oh, you have seven teams. And it's like... No, I just watch every game every single night, and I can pick a team I want to win, and I root for that team. And so, oh, I you're like just, Dennis with baseball, yeah, <laughs> or every other sport. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a trip, and I'm gonna do all 31 NHL arenas in 31 days. And um, I tried to do it last year, and I couldn't figure out the routing and the scheduling. It was just it's a huge cluster trying to figure out. And this week or this year, um, I started in October, and I I finally figured it out and I was like if I'm gonna do this I kind of want somebody to document it and and I want to be able to remember it and have a lot of cool <laughs> I want to be able to remember it yeah. yeah because it's gonna all be a blur you're not gonna remember it. I'm fascinated though by the scheduling part of it how, how do you begin like you're like I want to do 31 and 31 where do you start on the schedule and how many like iterations are you are you penciling out been going nope that's not gonna work no, yeah. no that's not gonna work so um the first step is you go to Walgreens and you buy a dry erase calendar Okay. And then you buy 16 different color markers and you draw, and you write out the entire NHL schedule for whatever month you want to try to do it in. You write the whole schedule. Yeah. And then I just went through and I started like underlining each game I was going to be at through the month. Yeah. And I'd have like another list of the teams on the side and I would scratch them off as I go. And you get like 17 games in and then you realize it doesn't work. So you have to erase <laughs> all those lines and start it over. Okay. And about four weeks of that. And then you get it like, all right, it works. And the next step. Four weeks just to figure out the schedule. Well, that was probably like a week or two. And then the next week you're like looking at flights and you're like, oh, there's not a flight from the East Coast to the West or the West Coast to right. the East Coast to make a game because the time difference and right. the five hour flight. So then you're like, okay, those don't work. So you got to figure out a different schedule. And. Yeah, between the flights and just getting the games in, it took four weeks of rendering, and it finally worked itself out. Did you two know out. each other before you started? Yeah. How do you know each other? So, um, actually, through Vans Warped Tour. Okay. Um, he was in a band. I was working for bands and record labels, and that's how we met. Um, Dennis's eyes just lit up. Yeah, I love Warp Tour. That's John's. That's John's. I spent time spot. at Warp Tour with Hammer too. What, what's your band? What were you in? Uh, the last one was called Secrets. Secrets. Yeah. So we were we kind of already into the different city every night lifestyle. So yeah. this that that was the part that most people are like, you know, how you do that? It, the scheduling, the you know, everything else is the is the harder part than like the, the you know just a different city every night. Right. Yeah, back, let's hit on Warp Tour real quickly, though. Did you have a favorite tour stop on Warp Tour? I know what mine. I love the Ventura tour stop. That was always my favorite one. Man, that's hard. Uh, it, you know, we always drew really well in Chicago and Detroit. Yeah. Uh, and when you're playing, it's just you know, there's obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of parts of that tour that are really fun, like the camaraderie. It's a big it's a big summer camp. Right. You know, I saw a lot of the same people. You become really close with them, but playing for the biggest crowds that are, that have the most energy, uh, that's the best part of, uh, of live music. Yeah. So when we had those big crowds, but you know, anything close to home, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. So, oh, okay. you know, we could have like, my parents came out like my dad, you know, when we saw, we signed with Roadrunner records and, uh, it's a pretty, like a pretty big record label. Yeah, yes, it is. And my Absolutely. dad, I called yeah. my dad to tell him and he said, uh, so do you get free cable now? And, <laughs> and like he, he was dead serious. And, and so they, they never understood what I did. And then they came out to a show and stood on stage with really big, you know, headphones on yes. and watched, you know, 5,000 kids or whatever just jump up and down and scream. And my mom was like, I don't like it, but I get it. And so, you know, that kind of stuff was was really what made touring worth it. Gotcha. See, and for, what were you doing on Warp Tour? Um, so I do, I sell merchandise. Oh, okay. Um, and I started working for a band called Story of the Year. 
Oh yes. Um, wait, I'm from St. Louis originally, so those the BG band. Yeah, I grew, yes. I grew up with those guys, and uh, not grew up with them, but I grew up listening to them and working for them. And then uh, I spent three years in Warped Tour working for Rise Records. Um, shout out to them; they actually helped fund this trip a little bit. Outstanding. Um, but my favorite Warped Tour stop was always St. Pete because it was right on the beach, and everybody lined their tents up on the yeah. seawall, and you just jump off. And you flip a dolly upside down, and you climb back up up the seawall. Nice. And the sometimes the, the wind would blow the tents into the water, yeah. <laughs> or a drunken boat would come up, and we'd get on it and go around. And that's the Venturas right there on the water as well, which was always one of the one of the amazing things. Yep. Um, so back to this whole thing here. I, I look, we'll get into like the tour stops, and I want to hear about the food and all that stuff. But just to show people a little bit how crazy this is, this you're here at the LA Kings game tonight at Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, I was on the radio <laughs> during the uh, Caps. Caps. Penguins, Penguins came. Game. I'm yep. on the radio in Toronto, but that's nothing because you guys were at the game watching the Capitals Actually, play. Actually, what's funny is we were in Ottawa this morning at 5 a.m. Okay. We flew to Toronto, so we were in Toronto as well. <laughs> and then, well, we, and then we landed in uh, D.C. at about 10.30 a.m. Okay. Took a 50-minute Uber to the Caps game. All right. Uh, got in, went went to the game, left um, at the second peri- after the second period. Drove all the way back to the airport, jumped on a flight, landed here at 6 o'clock, walked into Staples Center at 7.01. We got Beautiful. in before puck drop. Nice. <laughs> now we're here. Did you hit the two-story Starbucks across the street from the arena in <laughs> D.C.? That's my, one of my favorite Starbucks. It's a two-story No, Starbucks. but we did, we did hit a Vita Fitness, and we had all of our bags, and no one, the airport wouldn't hold onto our bags for us, which, which other airports had done, and the stadium wouldn't do it. Nobody would do it, and uh, there was a girl. I can't remember her name, but she worked at the front desk of the Vita, and she like, threw it in. She heard what we were doing and <laughs> threw it in the closet for us, and right. uh, she saved our day, honestly. Yeah, okay. If it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have yep. gotten the game because we had a lot of luggage. We had so much oh, wow. stuff with us. Okay, two questions. What's the budget for this friggin' thing? How much do you, how much money did you have to spend to all of all of the money in my bank account? <laughs> I have okay. like three hundred dollars in my name right now. Thank God we have two days left. Okay, wow. so, so how much did you spend? I don't know. I, I'm at the know. Go. We're gonna okay, find out at the end. I didn't want to add it all and up. Factor okay. that into the the final the final I, project. I started buying flights back That's, in like okay. December. You don't want to. So basically, you don't want to know. Best answer. I don't want I to don't know. That's a great answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Seventeen thousand. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, question number two. Dennis lost that on the fight last night. He bet, yeah, the, no, he bet exactly. the wrong way. No, no. How do you Fury mess well? that fight up? <laughs> I did <laughs> because the guy weighed two hundred seventy-four pounds and he gained sixteen pounds. I go, okay, he's fat and he's going to be slow. And I love the fact that Matt's only known you for ten minutes and yeah. he's already chirping you. Well, I'm, I'm a degenerate, so I, I mean, if I if it, I haven't gambled since his trip started because. Like, I want to make sure the trip happen. <laughs> but before the trip, the whole I mean, thing was a gamble, I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> right, you've been gambling every night. I made it up on the Oilers tonight. So, second question. How close were you, if ever, to missing a game here in the stretch? Oh, that's a good one. A couple times. Really close. Give me the uh, The worst first one. one um, wait, wait. We actually did miss a game. Oh, yeah. But we were able to make it up on a day off that was scheduled. So we did. How fantastic is that? Yeah. The schedule's unreal. already tight and compressed. You missed the game. So well, here, did, here's how bad you, that yeah, was. Yeah. Why did you miss the game? So, so one, Air Canada w- was the worst to us. And I, mean, are, I hate to yeah. like throw somebody under the rug, but they just literally lied to our face, like just screwed us. So we missed, we missed North Carolina, but we we're in Florida. We were able to drive up, but it added 23, 24 hours of driving in wow. two days uh, uh, against what we were already doing. So we did, we were able to make the game up, but we drove from Tampa up to Raleigh and then Raleigh all the way down to sunrise and so we literally and it was a day game so we had to leave and we drove like he drove i slept and then we switched and i drove and he slept just to get there 
Whoa, 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 whoa. And so you that was from Florida, North Carolina, and back to make the game. Yeah, within, so Tampa, within two days. Tampa to Raleigh, Raleigh to Sunrise in three. Like that was yeah. Dennis is slowly wrapping his mind around how oh, it, it was three games, but it was a night game, uh, a day game, and a day game. That's incredible. I sympathize with your Air Canada story. I'll give you my terrible just, Air Canada. Just so oh, everybody, I'm sorry. Just, just so everybody's understanding, we have we had three Sundays with two games. Yeah, which gave us three days off. Got it. And those days Got off it. were used to either one to was used there. to get from yeah, travel three days, double travel days right. and then one was just going to be out day off at the beach. In yeah, Florida, which, half of it was scheduling, but it also would have worked out for us to not go crazy because on, I mean the, the travel stuff is it got I mean a lot of late nights and early flights of course, and it's, it's it, it wears on you. Air Canada killed me at the uh, was it twenty sixteen World or World when was the World Cup twenty six eighteen twenty no twenty sixteen. The World Cup. Sebastian's saying 2016 World Cup. Yeah, in Toronto. I purposefully booked a direct flight from LAX to Toronto uh, because I don't like layovers. Right. And I got up in the air about an hour and they said, oh, there's a problem with the plane. And so they diverted me to Phoenix. I had to get off in Phoenix and change planes, which is exactly what I didn't want to do. (laughs) So, yeah, I was irritated with Air Canada for that one. Yeah, They were the reason we missed that game and then almost missed another one. We actually got really lucky that Carolina had a home game. On the on day, the day off. off. Otherwise, yeah. the trip would have been. And over. we were on this side of the U.S., so we could actually drive there. If it would have been, you know, somewhere out here, we would have. It would have been done. So, so again, not only was today crazy, but if I understand this correctly, you're flying to Columbus tomorrow, yes, sir, only to turn right around and then fly back to Anaheim, yeah. to close this thing out on Tuesday. Yeah, night. I got about yeah. a two-hour drive, but instead we're taking. We a- can uh, thank Gary Bettman for the scheduling on that one. Well, I'm sure that when Gary Bettman's schedule, people were putting it all together. They, were they said, how can we screw up Matt and Tim <laughs> yeah. to make it as complicated as possible? Has Bettman even it. heard of this? Have you guys run into him anywhere? So is he aware that this is happening? We started at the All-Star game. Um, and there's actually um, a friend a friend who works for like the head um, content guy for the, for the NHL. Mm-hmm. And she knows about it. So I don't know what extent that was given out to anybody else. Okay. Um, but all the teams are aware, and the teams have um, been super awesome. Like just from the start, Vancouver, we got um, what we got. We got um, um, tickets, burgers, well, tickets, free parking, locker room tour, oh, pregame wow. skate, um, pregame skate. They let you on the like, ice. Well, no, like uh, the morning skate. Oh, like morning, morning skate. skate okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And then Calgary, we were second day. We were doing intermission reports on the jumbotron. Nice. Edmonton, we got full thing again and yeah most of most of the teams or media teams have been really receptive um you know vegas we went around the news and she was like i can't believe more people aren't talking about this we went to the cbs channel 8 station like in vegas and like did like on in studio um interview now here we we dennis and i we have been big on the experience of going to a game in vegas which is a hard sell i think db for fans of southern california especially king's fans they hate Vegas. They hate, they hate Vegas already. They hate yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights. I they went to all Vegas. four games in so, 2018. Yeah, so, so Dennis and I, we were there for opening night. We've been there a number of times for games. The atmosphere, we believe, is unreal. Forget to hearing it from us. You guys are in the middle of 31, stadi- 31 arenas in 31 days. You've seen all of the NHL. The Vegas atmosphere, where do you rank it among the 31 teams? It's a show. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely probably number one um, because they do a good job of – keeping everybody into the game. The, the, I think the Vegas, whoever puts that on, the production team or whatever, they understand first and foremost that everybody there is a Vegas Golden Knights fan and not a hockey fan. Mm-hmm. So they kind of get rid of the hockey aspect of all of it, and they just put on a show. And they keep everybody involved, and it's loud, and everybody's just in into the environment, 
So I think that really helps because they, they grip what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. we've only had a team two years. We can't expect people to understand this game of hockey that mm-hmm. haven't been fans. And there's before. no heritage to yeah. You know, I mean, they had a trip to the Cup final, but still. But they embraced the Vegas part of Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. That's what they Being did. where they're from, you have to you you have to have that level of show, or else you know the, the people that are coming in, you're not going to sell out. I think you know obviously a lot of people are going to come from other you know other cities when they're on vacation to watch their team, but they people have to match. That, but I don't know how many visiting team fans get in there you because know, the first there are half a lot of, the season, of Vegas Golden Knights fans that packed that arena. The first half of the season when there were no believers, like you saw a bunch of people from Chicago and Detroit, I remember that. But since then, nope. Yeah. Nope. But, it, it, it's not like it used to be here seven years ago, right? But like Whatever. you said, the, you know, the show's there, but they don't have the heritage and the history, so that it's like very like explosions in, in show. It doesn't have that like hockey culture so it's very different from some of the other arenas we went to that have a hundred years of just uh you know hockey yeah, like detroit or montreal or something. edmonton is yeah mm-hmm. I mean, but so yeah montreal's great because those guys cheer for a breakout like <laughs> their team's breaking out and they're just going nuts you know like it's it's a great building so uh let's take a quick lap around then um food wise did you do you guys have like a favorite arena that just has the best food i i mean i said this on the thing the interview in uh at the Canes Arena. Oh, then let's just scrap Every, it. We don't, no, we don't, no, we don't no. want the answers that you already no, gave. No, we didn't else. get to eat anything there, but it was <laughs> unbelievable how well that place smelled. Because, you know, a lot of places are just the same stuff. It's like, you, just, you know, hot dogs. That was the best non-answer ever. Where was the best food? I, I didn't eat the food there, but the place smelled great. It was I, wonderful. But, but I'm saying it smelled so good that I know it had the food it had, had to, to taste good. John, it's like, go ahead. I ate there, and it was great. But, yeah, he's right. Every stand is different around the whole thing. It's not just like... Your burgers and hot dogs and nachos. Yeah. It's it was like mom and pop versus you know just burgers in in uh, the Raleigh. Canes Arena. Oh yeah, okay, John. It's like you with the uh, garlic fries in San Francisco. Oh, get me out of here! I don't, <laughs> just, you know, it's bad enough that I have to go watch a Dodger game in in that dumpster fire of a, of a stadium there in in San Francisco. But then on top of that, they <laughs> garlic pump fries. garlic fry. You don't like that stadium? Smell in there. I, look, I'm from L.A., born and raised. <laughs> we have the home of. The best baseball stadium in all of baseball, Dodger Stadium. There's not a more picturesque park. The only thing that I would even let you argue (laughs) would be perhaps Fenway, and that's an American League ballpark, so automatically it can't be the best in baseball. Because it's a DH, right? It's an American League ballpark. But, yeah, I mean, come on, AT&T or Pac-Bell or Smell Smell, whatever that thing is called up there, Garlic Fry Arena Stadium. I love garlic fries. Yeah, God. No garlic fries, no sweet potato fries. Oh, come on. Tim, we're going to cut the divide on this right now, Tim. I need to know where you stand on this. Red Vines or Twizzlers? Oh, that's rough. It depends on the day, No, man. no, Tim. Just just day. I can't take a side. Tim. Tim, take Twizzlers. a side. Here. I got to go Twizzlers. Get off my show. Got to go get Twizzlers. Get off my show. Matt, that's get this guy back to the van. That's a win for You're going to Twizzlers. You got to bite the ends off. Finger. He's, he's from Columbus. That's why. Yeah, oh, we, used, oh, we, we used okay. to bite the ends off okay. and use it like a straw. Can you drink exactly. Yoohoo and Sunny Delight and all no, that stuff no, too, right? No, 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 no. Sugar-free Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull, yep. This is Red Bull right here. This guy, he's a Red Bull guy. I work for Red Bull. There you go. Yeah. Free, free case a week. Okay, send him some sugar-free Red Bull. Oh, yeah. He's going to need a couple cases after this. Really? I'm asleep for a week when this thing's over, man. All right. Tell me the worst uh, sleep, the horror story. You slept on a park bench. You slept outside an arena like those Radiohead fans in 2012 when the <laughs> Kings were in the cup final. <laughs> give me give me a, a terrible sleep story. Um, I don't want to hear about you guys sleeping in Marriott, nice beds and all that stuff. I want to hear a, a horror story. No, I... Th- um, you guys cuddled up in the back of a taxi. No, yeah. So, well, so I have a Sprinter van that's converted out to a camper, so... Like, like the big nights where we drove from like Raleigh to Sunrise or whatever, uh-huh. where so 
the game got over about 10 o'clock, and we have to be in sunrise at 2 o'clock for the game down there. So we have 14 hours to drive 12, basically. And it's like, all right, you sleep for three while I drive till I can't keep my eyes open anymore, and I'll wake you up and, and vice versa. So you switch on and off doing that. But we've had a couple where, I mean, Vegas, we had a, we had to be at the airport at 3.50 in the morning. We had a 5 a.m. flight oh. out of Vegas to Chicago. Ooh. So it's like, you know, you get three hours of sleep and you go to the airport. To, just, today was rough. Most of today was on airplanes. Yeah, and so sleeping on that is. I'm I'm not. I'm six four, so like it doesn't really. The knee room doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Right. And so you know the upright sleep isn't the same. No, it's not. I think, honestly, I think today was like between last night and today was probably the worst. Really, like stretch of, of well because sleep. we left auto. Our flight out of Ottawa was at five twenty this morning, so we had to be at the airport international flight like three thirty basically three forty five. And then flying to Toronto and then to, to D.C. Mm-hmm. And then D.C. to here is a five-hour and 45-minute flight. So we were on the airplane for probably 10 hours today. Did you guys ever pull the plug? Or um, stay, almost pull the plug? Was there ever a point in the trip? I mean, now it's near the end. There's two games left. But was there ever a point that you just said, well, I, we just can't almost this? this in, is insane. So our last doubleheader game was um, Pittsburgh day game, New Jersey night game. Oh, wait, was that? Yeah. And then th- we had a, the next day was... President's Day, and it was a day game in Arizona. So we had to fly. We were our plan was to leave the New Jersey game. I wish we could get a picture of Dennis's face right now. He's like, <laughs> I get Pittsburgh, New Jersey, an Arizona day game. I so was processing yeah. what's going yeah. on. So we we, ha- we our plan was to leave the Devils game like five minutes into the third period. Okay, and we had like a, a nine thirty flight to Arizona or something. Um, but our plane broke in, in Pittsburgh, so they had to like get us a new plane, or I don't know what happened, but. The wheels were going to fall off. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. The, the wheels were shaking when they landed. Put new wheels on the plane. So, so I'm glad um, they did that. It's like NASCAR style. The yeah, guys out there, yeah. Yeah. except for much, much so slower. We, we landed like an hour and a half. <laughs> much slower. Yeah. Yeah. Took hours. <laughs> we landed like an hour and a half, two hours late in in New Jersey. And by the time we landed and got off the plane, we literally had I think an hour and twenty minutes until we had to board again, or less until we took off to go to Arizona. So we already missed the whole first period of the Devils game. And I was like, well, so he stayed at the airport with the luggage, and I jumped an Uber and went to the Devils game and watched the second half of the second period and then came back at the start of the third to jump the flight to Arizona because the problem was they could have rebooked us if it was the same scheduled flight, but we booked them separately oh, and right. not like a layover right. type of thing. So they're like, if you miss this flight, we can't. We can't guarantee that you're going to be on a 6 a.m. flight to right. Arizona. So we would have stopped if we would have missed it, but we never just pulled the plug because we were tired or bored or whatever. Yeah, it was always, anytime that we almost stopped was because uh, an outside factor that we couldn't control right. would have ruined the trip. Because he was like, I'm not going to spend, you know, if we don't do the 31 and 31, I'm not going to spend the rest of the money on this whole trip and do 29 and 31. You know, it just right. doesn't, we'll just try again next time. There's no story. Yeah. We'll try again next time. Yeah. What, uh, what person back home have you uh, been in the most contact with? My dad texts me every day, where are your seats? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> check Instagram. They're on there every day. And he's like. No one says check Instagram to their dad, though. Does I do. Your dad, I mean, but does, does he, he comment, really? He does comments he check? On, yeah, he comments on. So he's checking Instagram. What, he's checking it. And if it's not on there, then he's texting oh, me okay. like, right away. Like, where's your seats? Did you make it? I'm like, is well, he, I didn't make it. You would know because I texted you the days that we almost didn't make is it. Is he at 31 and 31 dad on Instagram? <laughs> no, he should be. No, I don't even know what his name is <laughs> on Instagram, to be honest. Right? I'm not even sure I follow my dad on he Instagram. He just made one so he could follow this trip. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we were Because they live in San, uh, in, uh, San Louis. Louis. Did you have yeah. problems getting tickets to any games? A few. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of teams helped us, and there was probably about 12 teams that didn't help us, maybe 10. Yeah, we actually got... 
We got really <laughs> lucky this morning. Um, three days ago, tickets to the Caps, Caps Penguins oh, this yeah. afternoon were like two twenty five a ticket. So it would have been 500 bucks for 450 500 bucks for the two of us to go see two periods of hockey to fly here. Thank you, Alex Ovechkin, for scoring 700 the night before. I am bummed we didn't see it. But yeah, yeah, tickets dropped down to $75 before puck. Yeah, fantastic. So we, we saved about $400. Yeah, because he, he scored goal. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Toronto was really difficult. New York was difficult. Shocker. Montreal was difficult. Um, a lot of teams did get on board though and helped us out a ton. It was it was great. Yeah. More often than not, we've had a media person or somebody around. Like we actually had people in Chicago that were just following along and bought us tickets because they were like, "We love what you're doing. We want to see you guys do this." That's amazing. Uh, so we've had a lot of support. It's been a lot more positive than negative. Um, uh, yeah, that's been really reassuring. We had, some guys bought us beers in. Um, Colorado, and they were just talking to us about, you know, how much they're enjoying watching us, and that kind of helped us, you know, I think, not like we were in a funk or anything, but, you know, it's just us two, you know, we're not having conversations every day about what we did, we we were next to each other, it's just like touring, you know, you're not going to sit down to the guy you've been with for a month and be like, yeah, what'd you do today? They're like, yeah, I was there the whole time, I saw everything you did, everything I saw. There's very little to talk about. Exactly, we've been together for 24 hours So it's not like a bad thing, it's just like having someone else outside opinion be like, yeah, and like, they brought like this energy, you know, Right. it was kind of like a show. Um, and so that, that kind of helped us. And they bought Spears, which, you know, doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Um, so we've run into way more positive. You know, there's been like almost no negative feedback at I, all. I can't believe the amount of people are like, I've been trying. To, I want to do that. I've been wanting to do that forever. And I'm like, and I really? Them, no, you don't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I even came up with the idea to begin with. Yeah. They wanted to do all 31 arenas or they wanted to no. do 31 and 31? I don't know. People I think most say, of them just want to go my, to all the arenas. They say you live in my dream. Because like, I, uh, I never had the thought of doing 31 and 31. Yeah. I and never then, even had. The, I mean, I did. Seven arenas in ten days once, and that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good. I can too. watch plenty of hockey. Like at the Olympics, you'll do three games a day. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, for four days, take a day off, and then do more. Like but the I logistics. Can, no, but it. no, but that's like I'm in the hotel, and I walk across the street, and then yeah. I do yeah. three games, and then I just go to sleep, and I the next day I do You're three. You're not more. driving from Florida, North Carolina, no, and back. No, the longest <laughs> Uber I take is to go to Starbucks to get a coffee or something. It wasn't it's even a tough a, life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Must just I'm nice. just saying, it's not a lot of travel involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, Best food that you had on the road, though, not at the arena. Have you enjoyed it? Well, how about just anything? Have you enjoyed anything outside of the arenas? Or that, it's been get to the arena and leave? <laughs> just, yeah. just like we were talking about, we had a guy we met in Philly. Uh, we didn't even sit with him during the game. We just met him outside. He works for Chipotle, and he sent us a bunch of, like, free Chipotle. And so, you know, free, no, no was, it Alex, was it Alex Turcotte, by chance? It was not. <laughs> big Chipotle believer. <laughs> but, you know, no, no food tastes better than free food. And so him, him looking that up was, <laughs> you know, every time you eat this, it's a little bit sweeter. Uh, you know, what about you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the travel is so crazy. It's We're at the airport at 6 a.m. We're arriving to the next city at between 2 and 3. Sometimes if we get in at 10 or 11, we just go to the hotel and take a nap until 5 and then go straight to the game. So We have not yeah. eaten well on this trip. So have you lost or gained weight? I've lost I haven't 11 checked. pounds. Wow, in a month. But I needed to. I was like, okay. I, I hadn't worked since, like, the, the country artist I work for, Chris Young, we haven't done shows since November. So I went out to Aspen, Colorado and snowboard and play hockey for two months and just drank beer and ate pizza for literally a 60 days. So Sweet. I, I mean, I was expecting to lose a lot of that, that on this trip. You know? Okay. Um, when is Chris Young coming to L.A.? I don't follow country, but I might have to go check out Chris Young now. Um, well, if we do, we'll probably be playing here, um, and I'll get you in. All we'll, right. We'll, I'll let you know. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll have to do Kings of the Podcast after the show. There we go. 100%. We'll get you guys back on. Done. It's been fantastic. Matt and Tim, uh, everybody, 
Go check them out on Instagram. Matt's dad is on there following along. You can see what he has to say. Apparently, he comments on all of their wonderful uh, posts. That is at 31 and 31 on Instagram. And then head over to their website as well, 31arenas.com. Our boys at VG hooked them up with some great sweatshirts and some great T-shirts. You can help fund this thing because Matt uh, has $17,000. And it's too bad that we didn't know because we could have routed up some fans tonight to buy you some free beers. So the next time you guys are in L.A., be sure to let us know. And if anybody listening is going to the Ducks game on Tuesday night, that's the end of the tour. That's it. And uh, if you're looking for them, you can find them and uh, you can buy them free beers. Please do. There are Wahoo's tacos that you guys can pick up when you're over there. And there's really good pizza at the Ponda as well. So enjoy Columbus and enjoy uh, Anaheim. It was fun having you guys on. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having us. Fantastic story, Thank you. man. Thank you, guys. We'll be back for the third period in just a minute. back to the third period of Kings of the Podcast with DB and the mayor. Third period and DB. Uh, we can't top that. No, how about this one, though? Yes. Uh, off air, this came up after the fact. So apparently George Peros gave them a ride to the airport in Winnipeg. It's, John's fun, it's George's <laughs> finest hour lately. <laughs> so all these players, <laughs> and, and they're part-time press. Uber drivers, right? Exactly. I had one that almost gave me an Uber ride in, in Colorado Springs. <laughs> and right. now Peros is out giving rides to the airport in Winnipeg. Hey, you could do worse than George Peros giving you a ride Absolutely, to the airport. Absolutely, John. Fantastic. Uh, what, what a story, man. I mean, God, these guys, I, here's the thing. They're living it right now, DB, so they yeah. don't really remember all the stories or know all the exactly. stories. but. They are making wonderful memories. Uh, and when you do the doc, I'm sure they'll go back and yeah, re- it'll be great. And then you'll see pictures and they'll see video and then they'll get to that one part in their in their uh, footage where they'll where they Have came us. on the show here today and then they'll cut it from the final. That'll part be of right the, on the cutting yeah, room floor. Cutting room floor, absolutely. Cool. Won't even make the first cut. <laughs> so DB, uh, yes, let's take a lap around the NHL. Let's, let's talk it, a little bit about what's going on. You have. Uh, a, a, you know, look, Vegas is surging in the Pacific Division. Six straight. Yeah. Where do you where do you think this uh, thing's going to shake out here in the Pacific? Who's going to come out on top? Who's going to win the division? I like Vegas. I've yeah. liked it from the beginning. And I guess Pete DeBoer just calmed the team down or just found a different way to motivate them because they were not playing motivated hockey mm-hmm. <laughs> under Gallant the last few days. And they just have the best top to bottom. They have the best line to death. They do need a backup goaltender, though, John. So I think if they do make a move here by... Monday, it should be for backup goaltender. I just think pound for pound, they have the best um, roster in the division. Uh, I'm not an Arizona guy, so I, if I had to handicap it right now, I'd probably say... Darcy Kemper's back. Yeah, I, eh, I'd say Vegas, Vancouver. I really like Vancouver. Vancouver and... That actually uh, was my next question. Do you think Vancouver's going to be able to hang in with their injury situation? I do. I, I think they'll be the second... I think they'll be the two seed. I think they'll get home ice in the round and probably... You have Calgary knocking at their door. Edmonton's no, ahead of them I don't right like, now. I don't like Calgary. Yeah. I would say um, I'm going to stay with Edmonton because it, Connor came back and now he's healthy. Edmonton so. second or third? Third. Edmonton third. So okay. Vegas, um, Vancouver, and Edmonton top three. Okay. What do you got? Uh, well, I, the way Vegas is playing of late, they look, on paper, they are the most talented team and the team that should win. Um, I've okay. never been a believer in Edmonton. I've been saying that all year long. 
Um, I do like the coach. Obviously, yeah, they yeah. have you know a great yeah, player or yeah. one great line. But uh, I'm just not a big fan of Edmonton. Uh, Vancouver, I'd like them more if they were a little bit healthy. But uh, I've, I've been saying for a while now, Arizona's my you team like Arizona. come okay. the playoffs. I really don't care where they finish in the standings. Doesn't matter. But once they the playoffs start, I actually like the Arizona Coyotes. And if Darcy Kemper is healthy, if they have health and net, I, I think the Coyotes are going to well, make a run. There is one thing about winning this division, though, John. You might be better off being the two or the three seed because the one is probably going to play a wild card team from the central and yes. those teams may be better than the three seed. Yeah. So you might be more advantageous. And look, we always talk about not picking your playoff partner or whatever. Don't want to do that. Be. You don't want to do that. Right. So, but I just think this season, it may not be that advantageous to, you know, I think that the seed might be more advantageous than the home ice advantage. Hey, over in the Central, kudos to the Blues. I've been knocking this team for many a years. Obviously, last year, winning the Stanley Cup shut me up. But not only did they win the Cup, but really no Stanley Cup hangover. They've been right there all season long. And, John, they had the unfortunate incident with J-Bo. And when that happened, I'm going, this is a really tight team. They're really together. They're all on the same page. And then this thing happens. Like, how are they going to deal with this emotionally? And they had a valley there, but now I think they've won five in a row. And they've really bounced back. They're going to be a dangerous team. And, John... Jordan Cairo made a great play the other night to score a goal. He's a, a youngster that's going to add to the lineup. And they still don't have Tarasenko. They can just, you know, they can just slow cook Tarasenko to the to the playoffs. And when you add him to the team, like they're going to be very, very dangerous. I do like Dallas. I do think that their defense has been really good. I think their their top end guys are going to come through. They still have some questions about depth scoring, but yeah, kudos to St. Louis. They are on the same page, and they are very dangerous um, to repeat. To be honest, I like with Dallas. You. I'm not a big fan of Colorado from a goaltending yeah. standpoint. So they, uh, they that's just not Frank a team. Frank numbers are really good, but. You going to trust them in the playoffs? No, look, I like to see a bigger body of work, right? right. And uh, I think Jordan Bennington is one of those guys that just comes along, you know, once in a decade type thing. It's not going to happen again this y- year. Yeah, right. well, I mean, look at the hamburger back, you know, a couple years ago and yeah. what he did in Ottawa and just how that sort of quickly fizzled out. Um, over in the Eastern Conference, DB, we were joking earlier about the Rangers. You have the Devils, obviously Columbus, uh, who the hometown from Tim, who was our guest in the second period. Yeah. Carolina's having their woes. The Islanders are still managing to hang in there, but um, atop the Metro, and it's a dogfight up there. You have Washington, you have Pittsburgh, and the Flyers. Yeah, your they're team. Qu- they're quietly just they're hanging right around. There, John. Hanging around. John, they're right there. What happened to all those trade rumors about Ghost, him uh, being available? He's just not healthy enough. Okay. So I think maybe in the offseason that, yeah. might, that, that might work for them. But they are right there, and they've got depth. Um, Carter Hart's been really good. The goaltender's been really solid. And they're, you know, John, it's not only that. Their window, it depends on when you, if you look at, like, G and Voracek and JV, are they the older players? But they've got a lot of youth on that team, John. Yeah, so for they're sure. going to be around for a while, and it's a, a really good story. And the fans have got to be, you know, they had some attendance issues in the beginning of the season, which to me in Philadelphia was kind of surprising. That is surprising. But, yeah, but uh, they're right there, and they, they're going to be pesky. Maybe not good enough to win two rounds, but depending on the seed and who they're going to play in the first round, they're going to be trouble for some team. I was saying this on air today earlier today in that spot that I mentioned. Um, Toronto, yeah. Pittsburgh is, 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 is weird to me in the sense that this is a team that you always – See, make one or two key depth yep. moves at the deadline, Always. and there just hasn't been a buzz around the Penguins and the trade market at all. At least that I've really been plugged into. Well, the Zucker trade helped them, that, and so I guess maybe that's it because they already yeah. made their move. And right? he always makes moves early. That's true. He, he does not make moves to, like on that month on the trade deadline day. Jimmy Rutherford does it early. Got in, got a grip. And John, have you watched Zucker play with um, with Sid? <laughs> the chemistry is automatic. Now, great. 
it's Sid, so of course it's going to be it's going to be helpful for any winger. But they have been dynamic together. Uh, didn't play too well today in the third period against Washington, but they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be tough. But again, it depends on who they're going to run up against. But you know, you talk about coach of the year, Jack Adams, Mike Sullivan. That team has been so decimated with injuries. Yeah, and how, the right do, how, do, how do you hang in there with all of those injuries? Sid missing for weeks and Gino missing for weeks. I mean, it's not just injuries. You're talking about yeah. injuries to Buke's the best step. players yeah. on your team. Just a massive coaching job by this player. Fantastic. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, let's just uh, finish things off in, in terms of the standings, DB, in the Atlantic Division. Of course, Boston up top. Tampa, uh, who, who found you know their game again. Toronto, what an interesting situation there. Uh, and what's going on? I mean, all of a sudden, they go from buyers now potentially to sellers. Uh, it's just craziness there. Yeah. And, then, and then Florida, who needs about six defensemen yeah, to be considered there, yeah. a playoff John, contender. I watched them play here the other night. I was like, what? What is this? And they were my sleeper. I had Vegas and Florida as my sleepers. No. And I'm like, wow, are they playing bad? And, and watch, the, the Kings went through them. They, they had chances left and right. And then, okay, oh, what? So maybe, you know, Velarde? And it, no, it was Florida. Part of it, a lot of it had to do with Florida. Florida's but, D is... Please do, and the goalie still depends on the night. His, his save percentage is still under nine hundred. But yeah, I thought Q would make a big difference. And look, the top end players are fantastic. You know, look, we've talked about this probably three or four times this season. Jonathan Uberdo is the most underrated player in the league without question. I agree. Like he's, I think he scored eighteen more points than Sasha Barkov, and that's all you talk about from when you talk about Florida. You start with Sasha. Jonathan has been fantastic for them. They got a lot of talent on that team, John, but it's just the combination, the style of play. It's just it's going to be exciting for them in the postseason. But I can't see that even if they get in, they're probably going to get in as a wall card. And I don't see them going more than one round. To be honest with you, no, they're not built for the playoffs. They're not. And that's that's the problem. So maybe they're another one of those teams that makes a move. Maybe. But again, there's just not a lot out there right now, unless somebody wants to take a big swing and get somebody that you know is kind of under the radar. That we're not talking about. That, exactly. Yeah, that no one's talking about, uh, which I don't see. I don't see. It the just def- seems like it's going to be a snoozer of a trade deadline. Need, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of activity in the last hour. All deaf players. I don't think. Except for maybe one big trade, maybe Tyson Barry goes leaves Toronto. But I agree with that. I think the trades that were executed for, and and Chris Kreider. It comes down to Chris Kreider. Is Chris Kreider going to be the guy who? Yeah, goes but Chris Kreider, as big of a name as he is, is not the guy that the Florida Panthers no, need. So no, no. from a Florida perspective, there's just not what they need available on the market right now. They, they need. They like really Duncan have to pull Keith something. Or T- Keith Seabrook from five years ago. Okay. That's what they need. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what they need. DB. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Uh, you look, you don't want to bang on the fans, okay? But we and are. I, well, look, I just I take exception to some of the things that people say on Twitter uh, because they're a little bit insane. All right. Yes. Agreed. So earlier this week, I reported the fact that the Kings are uh, Staples Center is under a four year renovation, mm-hmm. which is not really new news because if you go back to the summer, yeah, there was some talk of that already that, yeah. that, that they were doing, and it was like the replacement of McDonald's with right. the salt and ash or char salt and ash, and char. Or salt and char, whatever it's called, <laughs> the, the replacement for McDonald's. Okay. Right. Which, by the way, the food's pretty good there. Okay. Um, anyway, so they're doing this stuff, and then, you know, I was putting out there about you know they're renovating the bathrooms and they're doing some stuff, and one of the things that was mentioned is the fact that they're building a club yes. for season ticket holders in the 100 and 200 level. Which we have we both, we both are. I, I.e. the lower bowl, right? So right. the lower bowl season ticket holders are getting a club. And I start getting these tweets from people in the 300s. Oh, that's <laughs> not fair. The, the the 300 levels, I'm a loyal 300 you know, level season ticket holder for 20 years. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why people don't understand simple logic. 
different levels of anything. Different levels of ticket prices at concerts come with different perks, different pricing for ticket plans at, at, as a season ticket holder for sporting events come with different perks. Did you know that when you buy season tickets to the dugout club at Dodger Stadium, you have access to better food than the rest of the stadium with, you know, wonderful drinks and, and catered food. Based from, on this take, you're not going to be voting for Bernie Sanders. Then. I, I, you don't believe in socialism, John? No, what I believe is this. I believe, I believe that you get what you pay for, and I think it's great that there are people that have season tickets in the 300 level. Right. I think it's great that there are people that have tickets at the, the diehard club for whatever it is, 20 bucks a game or yeah. whatever. And I think it's great that there are people that pay 500 bucks a game and sit on the glass. Like, there so, are different levels for different actually, people. John, there is a club for the 300 level. It's called the Yard House. <laughs> it's called the Smoker's Patio. I don't exactly. know. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. Have a party over I there. I don't understand where there was this shift in society, and I'm going to probably go on a rant. Yeah. Where did that happen to where everybody thinks that they're owed yeah. everything? It's, it's No, you're not. Just because you're a season ticket holder, you don't get it's everything. Not our generation, John. It's, you don't get everything. Yep. Oh, I get it. I, I totally understand. I get it. And you also get a bigger discount the longer that you've had uh, yeah. season tickets. Is that is that okay, or should everybody no, get no. the same every discount? Discount. That they're all, you know, if I've had season board. tickets, I need to get the same discount as everybody. John, everyone should be able way. to get into the chairman's club. Let's go, and the free candy. It's not how life works, man. No, sorry, it's not how life works. Oh, yeah. Work and a little if, harder. And if you have if you have VIP tickets to a concert, you have certain special access. If you go to an indie car race, some of you get to go into the paddock, and others of you do not. That's just the way it is. John, do you hear that noise? That's us losing all our three hundred <laughs> level fans. For Look, of the podcast. I love all the fans. I just don't think that you guys are entitled to everything. <laughs> I just don't think some people think all of the time. <laughs> there are people that are threatened by the... Dennis, you want to talk about the craziness that Go I see ahead, on John, social please, media? Please. There are people threatening to cancel their Ontario Rain season tickets because, because Gabe Velarde got called up. What are you not that's, understanding? That's the goal. What are you, that's, that's what the are goal. you not understanding <laughs> that that is a feeder team? Yes, it is a exactly. minor league affiliate. The, the team is there to develop players to send right. to the NHL. So next year when Alex Turcotte's there, maybe, then will it be okay? Will well, they might renew. I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't understand. Is that legit? Somebody was actually going to oh, say Oh, DB, DB. Oh, okay. You should see the people that were up in arms when Ferk got called up. Martin Ferk got called up and the people are going crazy. Do you know how many complaints the, the Kings, this is a true story. Go ahead. The Kings front office received and like season ticket holder office people when Toffoli was traded. You've had a year warning people. The player's an unrestricted free agent who's probably not resigning in L.A. Right. We've told you there's no contract negotiations. What do you think? But even if happen? you don't like Dennis Bernstein and John Hoven, yeah. th this couldn't have been breaking news that Tyler right. Toffoli was being traded. And the day he gets moved, you're calling your season ticket re holder rep to complain? No. Why? Are you not plugged into what's going on? If you have season tickets... Aren't you a Did you fan leave the of country the team? For four Don't you months? know what's going on? Did you leave the country for four months and not listen to a broadcast? Like, or I, I, I know there are fans that aren't plugged in, like, to every move that, like, you know, I'm a right. fan of the Denver Broncos, but I live here. I, I right. don't I don't have all the latest, greatest breaking Denver but Broncos. you might news. have got an inkling that Tyler Tupoli might not be on the team after the trade. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, DB. Cancel my tickets, John. Maybe. I don't know. All right. What else is going on around the NHL? Anything that you want to tell everybody about this week? Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> what else we got? 
Well, what we have, uh, is there a concert? Or is, uh, oh, actually, I, they're probably getting ready for, uh, oh, because I, I yes. keep thinking today's Saturday. Yeah, today's yeah. Sunday. The Kings don't play on Sundays, but yes, they're getting you know, John, ready. Somebody told me this is the first, second time in 20 years that they had back-to-back -back I can't believe that you're paying attention. I am paying attention. Yes, that they've done I'm it twice in 20 years, and then they, they did it this weekend, and they're doing it again in March. They have yes. uh, Vancouver, I believe, on Saturday the 21st. And then the Coyotes in town on the 22nd. It's great because Todd, a couple days ago, said this schedule is ridiculous. Oh, it is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 29 Kings home games in 31 days, DB. Right, exactly. How do you, how do, you do that? 15 and 16. What, are you kidding me? Dennis, I'm going to leave to go to spring training in Arizona. Come back. And when I come back, and I'm still going to get 20 home games <laughs> in the month of March here at Staples Center. Oh, wait, we, John, we should bring up um, the fact that we had to give our autographs. Uh, that this evening. Was, you know, uh, what was the lady's name? You said, uh, I, I don't recall her name, and I, I do apologize to her, but I do want to give her a shout-out. We've had people come by, Dennis, that want to take a picture with us. We've yeah. had people that want to come by and shake our hands. Give us Wetzel's pretzels. I, I Thank you to that guy for the yeah. yeah, second time. He stopped yep. by and gave us the Wetzel's pretzels. I yes. really appreciate yes. that. Cinnamon. Thank you very great. much. Although, Tim, our guest from earlier tonight, never having him back again, he's a Twizzler guy. Oh, no, that's it. He, he's he'll hang the, out with he's you. He's off the list. He's definitely off the list. <laughs> Matt, Matt knew. Matt just was quiet there. He yeah. didn't want to weigh in on the Twizzlers <laughs> versus the uh, Red Vines. And don't get but me started. You, it was actually a media jersey. Joe. It was. So it was a jersey that had bob miller's signature jim fox several other people yeah. far more important than us dennis yes and far less important than us actually John. We <laughs> were like in the middle. i didn't I, I didn't see and you thought she was waiting for <laughs> i did we're we the, were talking <laughs> to alan walsh the, the super agent you thought she was waiting for alan but she was waiting I, for us i did and she was very she, patient she was very polite and patient we were in a deep conversation nice, with alan walsh she's come by before <laughs> about, we'll get her name about the we'll trade remember. deadline yeah, she, she's, i she's mean come we were she, going she brought one of her friends over the okay. last time she, very patient woman very nice. Never said a word. Nope. Stood there quietly, patiently, yep. waited until the very end, yep. and then asked us to sign the jersey, and that was very, she very nice of her. She was there was some event in Ontario as well, was it? She was at the gala. So the, the Ontario gala. Reign, they have yeah, a number please. of different things. They have, like, pins and pucks, which is they do, like, at a bowling alley, uh, and then they do their big gala, which they did the other night, and that was a uh, – the prices that they get on those jerseys in Ontario, by the way – are absolutely ridiculous. I'm thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. when they do those jerseys. Oh, tonight the warm-up jerseys here as well. Okay, look. This is probably blasphemous to some people because yes, it's the it Lakers thing, okay? And I'm yeah. sorry, everybody, okay? This is not a Kobe thing. Right. This is just me talking about jersey numbers and whatnot. Right. Those were some confusing jerseys. They were. The player numbers on the sleeve so with the 24 and, and the 8. eight. And yep. like, it's just a, that's a lot of numbers on one jersey. I've never seen something like that before. Yeah. It was I know strange. it's for a good reason and everything. No, but, no, no, I get that um, part because it goes to the foundation. Very confusing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the layout and design of it was. I would imagine that the Dowdy 8 and the uh, and the uh, Forbert, the 24, 24, would be the. I don't know this. Yeah. I haven't looked it up. <laughs> I would imagine those jerseys had to be the ones that go yeah, for the I, most money. I don't know. I get it. I don't even recall, which is funny, DB. I don't even recall ever, and I mean ever, seeing a fan wear the Laker jersey, the yellow one from last yeah. year. You know, they wore them in warm-ups, and they sold them off. I see the Dodger ones every once in a while. I've never seen a fan wearing the Laker one until well, tonight. tonight when, I saw, yeah, like, four or five fans wearing yeah. those the, well, the, the woman jerseys. Asked us for the, she was wearing the Wagner one. Yeah, but, I, I mean, it yeah. just it hit you me tonight how weird yeah. that is. Like, I see the Dodger ones all the all time. The blue, yeah, yeah. I see yeah, all the specialty point. jerseys. I see the Chinese yeah. jersey. Yeah. I see the, the one with the uh, the American flag numbers, yeah. you know? Yep, yep. I just, I've never seen a, somebody walking so around in one of the Laker jerseys before. I don't know why that is, but they were, there were several of them that were out and about tonight. Yeah. 
I also saw a Kenny Baumgartner jersey today. There you go. I couldn't take a picture of that because we were talking to Walsh. Okay. And then while we were talking to uh, Slagle and Hetson in the uh, first period, I saw another fantastic jersey. Uh, what was it? I had it on the tip of my tongue just a moment ago, and I forgot what it was. It was an old... Another old Kings jersey. Oh. Uh, it wasn't Jokinen, but it was some, somebody okay. somebody like that. So, great night for the jerseys. Not a great night for the Kings on the ice. They dropped this one 4-2. Dennis, from here, Pittsburgh comes to town. Mm-hmm. The aforementioned Sidney Crosby, uh, uh, Zucker. Zucker uh, I'm yeah. sure his family will be in town. They will, uh, yes. They actually grew up in Vegas. So was, I know his aunt very, very well. So, she's already got her 16 Zucker jerseys. She I'm always sure stops by when she's always in stops town by. at yep. the elevator. So, yep. I'm sure we'll see her. Exactly. And then uh, then you have the big Kings Fan Fest next Thursday. Next the Thursday, former yeah. Meet the Players party, which is now, I think it's called the Black and Silver party or the Fan party or something. So, we'll see how that goes. Does not have Royal in the... Uh, it could be, but I know that there's a big dinner. If you upgrade your tickets, there's a big dinner going on with Luke. Shouldn't everybody be able to go to that dinner? Everybody drive? should. I mean, why not? They no should upgrades. have a dinner with 16,000 people. Rogie will be there. And uh, um, who, uh, who else is there? It's Rogie and, um, oh, it's Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion will be there. He's bringing a bunch of cards from his card shop in Buffalo. He's going to set up a table. Yeah. 350 You can pick up any card you want. All hey, commons. Let's go. Yeah. No, no foil SP cards or anything like that allowed. Just, just commons because they're for everybody, for everyone. Yeah. And then the Alec Martinez revenge game next next Sunday. That's in Vegas That's, next yeah. Sunday. Yep. Yeah. And next then twenty four more home games. Next that. Saturday you have the Chrome Helmet game at home against the New Jersey during the day. Yep. And day then game. Sunday you have the game in Vegas. Are you going up to Vegas for that? I am not going to Vegas. For I'm not either. No. Yeah. Means nothing. Means nothing. No. <laughs> okay. No. Fans, it's been another outstanding edition of Kings of the Podcast. Thanks to Matt and Tim. Be sure to follow them at 31in. That's I-N 31. So at 31 and 31 on Instagram. You can follow Dennis at Dennis TFP. You can follow me at Mayor NHL. And uh, we will be sure to check back in with you after the trade deadline, and we'll digest what happens with Trevor Lewis and Derek Forbert. Talk to you soon, fans. for sweepstakes. Just scan your tickets in the Shop Play Win app and see what you want. And be sure to play the digital game with over 100 million in prizes. Download the Shop Play Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at www.shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion.